Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'll bring you guys Week 9 Wide Receiver Start or Sit Decisions for Fantasy Football in 2020. In this video, we are going to be going over every single matchup from Week 9 of the 2020 Fantasy Football season and talk about whether I would start or sit each wide receiver in each and every single matchup. So before we get into it, I'd like to ask that if at any point inside of this video you end up having a great time, you want to make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I would really appreciate it, and you will as well because I post content every single day for all you guys. And before we get into it as well, I'd like to give you guys a quick word from my friends and my sponsor over at OverlayDF. OverlayDFS.com is my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports and has this new inventive matchup that I love on their website. It is called the Matchup Shop. Pretty much what it is, it is the player versus player game. You do all this research all week long, figure out, will I start Jarek McKinnon or do I want to roll the dice with Jamichael Hasty? You figure these things out as the week goes on and Overlay DFS has these matchups for you, plus or minus the spread. Do you want Aaron Rodgers minus four fantasy points or do you think Nick Mullins could take him over plus the four additional fantasy points that he gets in this matchup? So check out OverlayDFS.com, link down below in the description. It's very fun, and it is very, very simple to make some big cash. And we are back. Let's get right into it. Week 9, running back start or sit decisions. We begin with the Thursday night football game, Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers. And in this one, this is a matchup that... I'm not even sure if it is going to happen. The San Francisco 49ers have closed their facilities due to the corona outbreak there. Do they play? Do they not play? Now, reports as of right now are that they are going to play. That everything is nice and dandy and shiny and all that stuff. So, I'm going to go ahead and presume that the game plays, but I just don't understand how it's going to when they didn't even, when they closed the practice facilities today and how the rules work. I don't understand the rules. So we'll just go about this game like it is going to happen. The Devontae Adams is going to be a starter for me this week up against the 49ers. Obviously, he's a start every single week. This guy absolutely dumpsters on defenses when he's healthy, and he's healthy going into this game. So I'm going to go ahead and believe in him again here and go with Devontae Adams. Now, I am also willing to start Brandon Ayuk, but it is kind of a risky decision with 9-inch Nick Mullins being the starting quarterback. Now, last week, Jimmy Garoppolo looked absolutely awful before they ended up pulling him from the game, and now he's not going to return for the rest of the season. So Brandon Ayuk will be fine, but I definitely would have preferred, in my opinion, Jimmy Garoppolo, a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, to be the quarterback. But without Debo Samuel in this game, Brandon Ayuk has carved himself up a humongous role in this offense, especially now that George Kittleme Timbers is not going to be playing for the rest of the season as well. For the Packers, Alan Lazard, I think he will play in this game, but I don't think he's going to be 100% and is going to be seeing an immense amount of work in this one. I think they'll slowly tease him in there. They'll work their way down the pants and then throw him in there maybe next week and he'll be 100% good to go on a short week on Thursday. So I think Alan Lazard's definitely worthy of a pickup, definitely of a roster spot, but not a guy I'm, luckily, or I'm looking to really throw into my lineup this week. For the rest of the 49ers, Kendrick Bourne is going to be a sit, but the reports are that he's banged up as well and may not even play. So it's a complete and utter shit show for the 49ers now. They're just clamped with the injury bug and apparently the corona bug because I don't know, just a terrible situation for the 49ers. Now onto the Sunday slate. We begin with the New York football giants at the Washington football team. And this game is just going to be a certified shit show. Either this one's going to be, I assume this one's going to be low scoring and a close game. But the only wide receiver I really have any trust in is of the Washington football team. And that is scoring McLaurin, Terry McLaurin of the Washington football team. Last week, obviously did not have a game there on by, but he has looked good thus far this season, whether it's with Dwayne Haskins or Kyle Allen. Now, initially, after the switch to Kyle Allen, Dwayne, or, uh, Terry McLaurin just wasn't looking 
all that great. But as of recently, he's been pretty good. The Giants defense is definitely a solid defense, so it's no pushover for Terry McLaurin. But Terry McLaurin does good up against any defense. He's a very skilled wide receiver. I think he does quite well this week up against the New York football Giants. For the Giants, it is just confusing on which one of these guys to start. Golden Tate's wife was going off on Instagram about how Golden Tate doesn't get targets. All this stuff. Absolutely madness in fucking New York Giants football land. I don't know. I just don't feel confident starting him or Darius Slayton. I'm sure Darius Slayton or him could have a big game. But when I project the game to be super low scoring, and I don't feel ultra confident in these guys week in or week out, even in the smarter matchups or the easier matchups, I have no trust in them. So why would I trust them this week up against a division matchup that I feel like is going to be low scoring. Next game, here we got the Bears at the Le Titans. In this one, I like Allen Robinson as a start for the Chicago Bears. It appears he's healthy. It appears he's all good to go. He was coming into last week in the concussion protocol and then magically played and played all right. Here up against the Tennessee Titans, that defense is absolutely awful. There's, I don't know what it is. On third down, they just bend over and let the offense fucking get a first down. It makes no sense. But Allen Robinson has been very, 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 very good thus far this season with nine-inch Nick Foles. And as long as they don't put in kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky, I will continue rolling Allen Robinson out there. For the Titans, I like A.J. Brown and Corey Davis in this one. Corey Davis severely outperformed Mr. A.J. Brown last week in the Tennessee Titans game, but that doesn't mean that A.J. Brown is washed up or something. He just wasn't catching the ball necessarily. That was just a bad game all around for the Tennessee Titans. I think A.J. Brown has a humongous bounce back week after a game that would have been really an easy case to make A.J. Brown look like a god up against the Cincinnati Bengals like I believed he would. He disappointed, but A.J. Brown has not really disappointed at all this season aside from the game where he got hurt, so I like A.J. Brown here going up against the Chi-Town Bears as well as Corey Davis. Corey Davis took a he, a, not a, a heap, a heavy, a big, humongous big, a giant shit on the chest of the Cincinnati Bengals. Corey Davis went absolutely sicko mode, as Travis Scott would say. So I like Corey Davis here this week up against the Chicago Bears. Just seems like a very, very reliable wide receiver three flex kind of play on a weekly basis. Here comes the Money is going to be a sit for me. Darnell Money, Anthony Miller, all these other Bears wide receivers are completely and utterly fucking irrelevant. Until Matt Nagy gets his head out of his ass, I have no idea how you can really start anyone on this team besides Allen Robinson and David Montgomery. Next game here, we got the Lions at the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Vikings wide receivers last week had their hibernation they took a nice nap for a week and now they're going to come back and fire themselves up here up against the Detroit Lions name if you're wondering Nick why did the Lions or why did the Vikings wide receivers do absolutely jack of all shit when they absolutely smacked up the Green Bay Packers last week and that's because Dalvin Cook scored not one not two not three but four total tuggies in that game And this does happen with the Vikings every couple of weeks where Dalvin Cook just goes absolutely hard in the motherfucking paint. And then those guys are just doing nothing in the game. And I expect a bounce back game for them here up against the Detroit Lions. For the Lions, I like Marvin Jones in this one, but I feel about zero confidence in him. The beginning of this year, this guy was absolutely bending you over a table and not using even an ounce of lube or spit when he was sticking it inside of you. But now Marvin Jones has looked very solid the last two weeks. So can you believe in him in this matchup up against the Vikings? Yes. But I do find it difficult to trust a guy who's been so iffy or so different, like 
half of the se- the beginning of the season, he just sucked. Now he's looking really good, so it's kind of hard to read the situation. But without Kenny Bones, he's really the only wide receiver there of name. Obviously, Danny Amendola is there as well, but to me, he's a sit. Marvin Hall, the other Marvin on the team, looked pretty good last week, but I still don't feel ultra confident in him. So I'd much rather just lean on Marvin Jones if you're going to be playing a Detroit Lions wide receiver. Next game here, we got the Carolina Panthers at the Kansas City Chiefs. In this one, I'm going to be firing up both DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson for the Carolina Panthers. Both of them had extremely down games last week. DJ Moore this thus far this season, while he hasn't been the complete boom pick that I thought he would be scoring 20-25 points potentially on a weekly basis, he hasn't really dropped below 10 points, and he did last week. Both him and Robbie Anderson put up an identical score with 7.5 PPR points, and while this is a tough matchup up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and they had a soft serve matchup last week up against the Atlanta Falcons. I think that they're put in both bounce back games this week up against the Kansas City Chiefs. If I had to pick between the one of the two or one of the two, I would pick Mr. Robbie Anderson. I just personally feel safer with him on a weekly basis for the Kansas City Chiefs. There is no way in all hell that you can sit down Tariq Hill at this point in the season. Tyreek has been feasting on defenses thus far this season and hasn't really had any down games. Now, knock on wood, hopefully this isn't the one, but normally you see him blow up. He scores like 20, 25 points. Then some games he gets like six points, right? That has happened before, but now as of this season, that has not happened yet, and I think he's good here to go up against the Carolina Panthers. For the rest of the Panthers, Curtis Samuel, that guy had a menu freak week last week, and I just don't feel like that's ever going to happen again, if I'm being completely honest with you. And for the Chiefs, McCall Hardman is straight up hit or miss. If you want to play him, you got to hope for the 25-point boom game. If you start him, he could also end up with zero points or two points or three points because that's just how McCall Hardman works. He's either going to get seven to ten targets in a game or he's going to get zero to three. So you're really rolling the dice every single week when you start McCall Hardman. Next game here, we got the Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And in this one, we are not going to be seeing the mustache man, Gardner Minshew. I thought they were going to go ahead and go with the guy that used to be on the Bears, Mike Glennon. But apparently they're going with Jake Lutton, sixth round draft pick. Congratulations on your first start. But I feel zero confidence in DJ Chark. I didn't feel confident in DJ Chark going with Gardner Minshew as of recently. Now, I'm completely sold out on the Shark Man. I hope he can bounce back here, but I would find it very difficult to start him as well as any of these other Jaguars wide receivers. Even if the Houston defense sucks some fat hog, I think they're going to look good this week up against Jake Lutton. So I'm going to go ahead and sit DJ Chark, LaVishka Chenault, as well as Keelan Cole for the Texans. Brandon Cook, obviously they had a bye last week, but Brandon Cooks has been cooking it up Gordon Ramsay style on a weekly basis as of recently. Kind of like how we were talking about how Marvin Jones has looked good recently. Brandon Cooks is on a whole other level of looking good recently, but he was also looking like complete and utter dick early in the season. So while I don't trust Brandon Cooks, I will happily fire him up this week up against a very soft matchup in the Jacksonville Jaguars for Will Fuller. Very suspicious that this man did not get traded before the trade deadline ended like two hours before it ended. Will Fuller posted a GIF, and I'll do the GIF for you. It was just a little kid going like this. You know, if you're watching the video, you can just see what I did. He was just facepalming. It was like, where the fuck's this trade? He knows he's going to get moved. He's just waiting on the trade, just sitting there waiting, and it never happened. So is Will Fuller... That shouldn't affect him, obviously. Being in Houston is the best option for him. I actually made a video recording what would happen if Green Bay did get Will Fuller. Now, it didn't get posted because it didn't happen, but I like the situation better in Houston for him. He has looked very, very safe this season, which is the complete and utter opposite of what Will Fuller has been thus far in his career. So I like him here, and I'm firing him up up against a not-so-hot Jacksonville Jaguars defense. So if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, before we get into Baltimore Ravens, 
at the Indianapolis Colts. I'd like to ask that if you could, again, please make sure to hit that subscribe button if you have enjoyed thus far. Now, this week up against the Colts, I am going to be firing up Hollywood Brown, but with as little confidence as possible. Hollywood Brown went on Twitter, used the goddamn Twitter fingers like he was Drake talking about Meek Mill, and says that, why do you have X? It's it was his nickname, whatever he called himself. Why do you have the jet when you don't use the fucking jet? Pretty much, why do you have me when you don't use me? All right? He feels like he's being used, but not used in the game. Being used because he doesn't get that use, if you understand me. Hollywood Brown is a very talented player. The best wide receiver on the team by far, and he's just not getting looks. Lamar Jackson is choking on Fat Hog in that game up against the Steelers, and Hollywood Brown is nowhere to be found. Not because he's not open, but because Lamar Jackson is too much of a puss to throw him the ball. So Hollywood Brown is pissed off. So would I start him? Yes. But do I feel confident? No. He's one of those guys that definitely has huge boom potential or bust potential on the week up against the Indianapolis Colts. For the Colts, I have zero trust in T. Hua Hilton coming into this game injured. Don't feel confident in him. I never do, even when he's healthy. So, And then for the other Colt, Zach Pascal. I mean, Rivers is just hit or miss on a weekly basis. Either he's just going to absolutely shit-stomp the Ravens, or this one's going to be a very heavy run-back-and-forth game, which I honestly think it is going to be. Next game here, we got the Seattle Seahawks at the Buffalo Bills. And in this one, we have a whole smorgasbord of wide receivers that I want to start. Obviously, last week, we saw DK Metcalf ball out. The week before, we saw Lockett ball out. So it's very different on a weekly basis, but it's weird because when Lockett balls out, Metcalf doesn't do that good. When Metcalf balls out, Lockett hasn't done that good as of recently. Am I worried? No, because I'm still going to fire them both out here up against the Buffalo Bills in what could be a very, very high-scoring game, considering while the Bills haven't looked all that great as of recently, their defense, or not their defense, their defense is all right, and uh, but Russell Wilson's built different, so he'll be able to slice them apart like their name was O.J. Simpson. So Seattle Seahawks, do have a shit-tier defense, and Josh Allen will be able to claw his way into this game and score some points. Then Russell Wilson will do the same thing. It's going to be a crawl back into the game. Crawl back game of the goddamn week. I love this game, and I love all the wide receivers in it. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf going to fire both of those guys out. Stephon Diggs, even in a not-so-hot game in their last game, still ends up performing all right. So I like Stephon Diggs on a weekly basis, as do I with Cole Beasley, even though Cole Beasley definitely shit the bed last week. And John Brown has just been completely and utterly irrelevant this season. Next game here, we got the Broncos at the Falcons, a battle of teams in a game that no one in their right mind will want to watch. But in this one, you're obviously going to fire up Julio Jones. Julio Jones is a must-start on a weekly basis. He is just that fucking good. So no-brainer, don't even think about that one. For the rest of the game, Calvin Ridley likely not going to be playing in this one, likely missing a couple of weeks, which is going to be sad for us Calvin Ridley guys because Ridley has really defied all norms and has been better thus far this season in most games than Julio Jones. So very proud of Calvin Ridley, but obviously sad that the man's is hurt. For the Broncos, no shot in hell. I'm playing Jerry Judy even in this soft serve matchup because I just don't trust him. I don't trust Horsecock Drew Locke, even though I love him. And for the other Falcons, I don't really trust Russell Gage either at all, even though this game could be a 70-70 to 70 fucking matchup, and it wouldn't surprise me at all. Next game, we got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers. And in this one, I like both Chargers wide receivers. Keenan Allen gets peppered just excessively by Mr. Horsecock Herbert. Herbert is just unreal. Amazing. The play calling is terrible for the Chargers, though, because somehow they have blown 
three or four 17-point leads thus far this season, and they clearly don't want to run the ball at all. And when they do run it, if they give it to Melvin Gordon, nothing happens. So Keenan Allen is in for a big spot here up against the Raiders in what I believe could be a decently high-scoring matchup for the Chargers. I also like Mike Williams, but Mike Williams is as good of a guess, not even a good guess. He's like the hardest person to fucking guess because he's either balls deep in the defense or playing just invisible he puts on his fucking camouflage he's like John Cena you can't see me out there to Justin Herbert some game so I really have no idea how to read this situation but I will play him here up against the Raiders for the Raiders Henry Ruggs Nelson Aguilar Hunter Renfro a smorgasbord of names of guys Aguilar is the guy I feel most confident in and that is the weirdest thing you could ever say because Nelson Aguilar is known for dropping balls like it is job like it is his job like he's a 12 year old fucking boy because his balls just keep getting dropped Henry Ruggs hit or miss McCole Hardman-esque kind of a player except for McCole Hardman actually will get nine targets when he does good Ruggs just gets like three and busts two of them off for 150 yards and two touchdowns Hunter Renfro I just do not trust at all all. Next game here, we got these Steelers at the Cowboys. What an excellent thing to watch. The Cowboys play football. It's just a miracle that the fantasy lords let us watch the fucking Dallas Cowboys play another football game. Who is their quarterback? Who knows? <laughs> Who really fucking knows? It's not going to be my guy, Gucci Danucci, Ben Danucci, everyone's favorite Italiano quarterback. It's going to be probably Cooper Rush. Maybe it's this guy named Gilbert. I don't trust either of them up against the Steelers. This is going to be a railroading of the Cowboys. Claypool, Juju, Johnson, all starters. Now, likely one of these guys is going to completely bust on your face, and you're going to be looking like fucking Remy LaCroix. You're going to be looking like Mia Malkova. You're going to be looking like Lana Rose. That's what your face is going to be looking like if you start the wrong guy. But you have to start them all because they all have immense upside up against one of the worst defenses in the NFL that don't even have a fucking quarterback. Now, will I be starting Amari Cooper? The answer is yes, because I feel like he's just going to get enough targets to be worthy of a start. It's definitely scary. But out of all three of those guys for the Dallas Cowboys, I have very little confidence in Lamb or Gallup. I think I would just run with Amari Cooper in this matchup. But again, not ultra confident in that. For the next game, we got my Miami Dolphins at the Arizona Cardinals. And in this one, I like D-Hop. I always like DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals. This guy is just a week-in and week-out baller. They had a bye last week, so he did not play the week before. Didn't look all that great up against the Seattle Seahawks. But that's one bad game amongst a million good games thus far this season. I expect a bounce back for him up against the Miami Dolphins. I will be firing up Devontae Parker this week. I think Tua Tungabailoa is going to have to air the ball out much more in this matchup up against the Cardinals because they were obviously just butt-fucking the Rams. It didn't matter. They didn't have to throw the ball. He threw one touchdown, and it did go to Devontae Parker. So I'm confident in him being the guy that Tua looks for most in this offense for the Cardinals. I also like Christian Kirk, who is on a scoring spree. He's like Charlie fucking Charlie Sheen. Score here, score there, winning every goddamn where. Christian Kirk looks like a beast thus far this season down the stretch with his touchdown performances. So I think he might be dancing in the moonlight, dancing in the end zone this Sunday up against the Miami Dolphins. And I don't have enough confidence in Preston Williams yet to fire him out with Tua Tungabailoa under center next game. Here we got a rematch of week one, the New Orleans Saints at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Michael Thomas may return and play in this one. Hold your horses, though, as they would say, because... I thought Michael Thomas was going to come back for at least the last two weeks, and he just for some reason has not shown up. Just said, fuck it. The one week he beat the shit out of his teammate, last week he returns to practice, then doesn't play. 
So what do I know? I thought he was going to get traded. Doesn't get traded. So does he play up against the Bucs? I hope so. The last time he played an NFL football game was up against the Buccaneers. So let's hope that he suits up here on Sunday for the Buccaneers. Antonio Bizzle, A.B., call God, Antonio Brown, Mr. Big Chest, is coming back for his first ever NFL game since week two up against the Miami Dolphins of the 2018 NFL season, or the 2019 NFL season. If you guys remember what happened last time, Tom Brady fed this fucking man like he hadn't eaten in weeks. Force-fed this man the rock, and I think this happens here up against the New Orleans Saints with likely no Chris Godwin. This bodes very well for Antonio Brown. Mike Evans is also a start for me, but man, has he looked fucking hit or miss on a weekly basis. Like, if he doesn't score, he looks like shit a majority of the games, but he always scores, so. So fire up Mike Evans. I'm confident in him because of how skilled of a fucking player he is, but it's just worrisome how he just hasn't looked to got a lot of targets, and with A.B. coming back, I fear for the life of Mike Evans. I'm going to be sitting down Scotty Miller in this one because now that Antonio Brown is there, Scotty Miller was his favorite man to throw the ball to, the random man on the team, but now he is going to fade away like a shot from Michael Jordan, and Antonio Brown is going to rise up and ball out this week. Bet on it, as Zac Efron would say, a.k.a. Troy Bolton from High School Musical. If you guys have seen that one, you're probably young like me. Great film. Patriots at the Jets is the final matchup of the week for Monday Night Football. And notice how I only put Crowder and Mims on here because there is not a single Patriots wide receiver that's name is even fucking relevant enough to put on this screen. Jameson Crowder, you're probably going to start him, right? Because he's Jameson Crowder. If he's healthy, good to go. You probably play him. But I don't feel confident in it. The Jets offense just looks deceased. Denzel Mims looked good last week, but not amazing, not worthy of a start. So I'm sitting both of these guys, but if I had to start one, it'd probably be Jamison Crowder. This Monday night football slate, if you play on like DraftKings or something, which I would advise not to do, plan overlaydfs.com, link down below in the description. But with that said, that Monday slate is absolutely dick cheese for daily fantasy football. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you did end up enjoying, make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers, and I can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow with another banger of a video. Have a great rest of your guys' day. As always, stay safe.